Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got a great guest on today that, you know, is just a fabulous person who's done so much for the world. And you want to introduce him, Heidi? I would love to. Dr. Bernie Siegel is in the house. He is a rock star in this field, Mom. We are going to talk to him today about when grief strikes home. Bernie was named one of the top 20 spiritually influential living people on the planet, and he really is. He has published many, many books. His latest is When You Realize How Perfect Everything Is, which was written with his grandson, Charlie. And in 2018, Bernie's beloved wife and coworker, Bobby, died. So we're going to talk to Bernie today and get some lessons to him about how we find hope after loss and go on. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bernie Siegel, also known as Bernie. Thank you, thank you. I'm wondering, now that you've had the death of a spouse, have you, has anything surprised you or have you learned anything that you didn't know? Because you're, you were an expert in this field before you had yeah, a spouse. Two things. One, it substantiated all the work I've done. Okay. Uh, my wife died in her sleep at night. So when I came back to the bedroom to wake her up um, and touched her arm, how cold it was, I knew she had died during the night. At that point, I felt a pain in my chest that I have never felt in my life before. It was like a lightning bolt hit me. And I bring this up because nine months later, my heart rhythm went bizarre, what's called atrial fibrillation. Mm -hmm. I just thought, this is what you've been teaching and preaching your whole life. Your loved one dies, what organ in your body feels it and has a problem? Mm -hmm. So to me, it wasn't strange at all that my heart did that. How did you deal with that? I lived the sermon. Um, I don't preach if I don't live it or I don't teach it if I don't live it. I keep my wife with me. I have portraits I've painted of her from childhood on, uh, photographs all over. So I talk to her every morning and, and she's there in the living room looking down at me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as I say, I, I can't let go of her. And the other thing that really was striking, and I mean this literally, her spirit, her soul, whatever you want to call it, is with me all the time. I mean, one of the things I do, I keep her picture from college went over my heart. Oh, I love that. Now, in back of it, I don't know if you can see it, are innumerable dimes and pennies. Oh, now, yes. Why do I have a dime and a penny? Because we were married on the 11th. And I started finding dimes and pennies after she died in all kinds of places. And they're totally unaccountable for. Mm -hmm. You find them, see, if you find them on the counter at the supermarket, somebody can say, well, somebody left them there. But right. they're lying on the belt. 
if they would have checked out, the penny and dime would have disappeared. Right. Then um, I hear a voice and I hear them. Uh, and it said, go clean the bird bath. Um, and I went out to the yard, dumped the leaves out. And there in the bottom of the bird bath is a dime and a penny. One morning, I get up, make the bed. Still sleeping in the same bed on the side I always slept on. But I go around to the other side to pull everything back and tighten it up. And while I'm holding blankets and sheets in my hands, they pulled out. They were pulled out of my hands. Wow. Flew across the bed. You know, it wasn't something that I let go of and they felt it, it was incredible. I okay. look down at the bed, what's lying on the mattress, a dime and a penny. Wow, I love that, Bernie. That's yeah. powerful. You are so connected to the spirit. And I know you made all those meditation tapes and those things. I would like you to talk about how people can get themselves more connected to mm -hmm. it and, and meditation and what you do, what you do personally to deal with this. The key is quieting your mind. You know, if all I'm doing is grieving or being upset or whatever, you know, why did this happen to me? Or feeling guilty that my wife died, um, you know, didn't, if I'd given a different medication, or, you know, all these things. And you don't have to be a doctor to feel guilty. And I think if you're feeling guilty, it's never going to adjust, you know, at, uh, why did this happen to me? Why did God do this? What am I going to? you lose interest in life yourself. And I think we're all here to help others. When you can quiet your mind, not just the grief, but what can I do? What can I contribute? How can I help others? You know, to do it in the name of and to honor your wife or your husband, whoever, or your child. There's plenty still to laugh about and to enjoy. Uh, uh, what do you do at night when you're alone? I do some Zoom things with certain groups, um, look at the newspaper, eat my dinner, um, you know, even turn on the TV, certain programs, um, and then I go to bed. Um, I, don't, I don't feel lonely. I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. Because I know her presence is there. Talk about the fact that we don't die. I mean, what is your thought on that? What do you say to people? Well, like one of the things I do at night is near death, you know, experiences. Yeah. And the people who are either experienced it or just want to learn about it come and we all talk. But I, when I was four years old, which is an early beginning, um, left my body. Wow. Um, because I was choking on a toy. And so suddenly I felt, oh, I'm okay. What it was is I had left my body. And then I realized that. And as a four-year-old, I always remember being upset I didn't die because it was really a fun thing to do <laughs> when you're choking to death. Excuse me for laughing, but if you're four years old, I know. floating around the room, the, the only guilt you feel is, oh, my mother will come in and find me dead. But that's when I learned I had an angel. And, uh, and another thing, when I talk about it, I always talked about the boy on the bed. 
you know, that I was out of my body looking down at the boy on the bed. And I thought, why don't you say looking at myself? And I thought that is really interesting that mm. you don't see that as you, you anymore. Right. That's just the boy on the bed or the body on the bed. Right. Yeah. And then my angel did a Heimlich maneuver on the kid and uh, I went back into the body. And that I came up with decades later because suddenly the body on the bed bounced and I thought, oh, he's having a seizure. Oh, and the pieces came out. So I had no choice. I got sucked back in. But I know today that that was not a seizure. That was my angel picking it up and giving a squeeze and the pieces came out because I wasn't supposed to die. I know from people who have had near-death experiences that we, you know, are not our bodies is the only thing you can say. Right. And you become perfect again when you leave. You've gone on and done all these amazing things and everything. If I haven't done a lot of introspection or anything, where can I get, how can I get started? Well, as I'd say, quieting your mind and reading all the books everybody else has written about their experience. Which you have written many, which would be a great place to start. Yeah. And, and, and you also have those wonderful meditations. I was meditating on one the other night. I listened to one of your meditations. They're really quite wonderful. And you don't, I mean, I've gone to a place where one of my meditations, as a matter of fact, is taking the dog for a walk in the morning. Go for a walk in nature. God is around you. Nature is around you. So every morning, God and I have a talk. I mean, when I see a blue sky, I say, thanks, God. It's so beautiful. You know? So the simplest things tranquilize me and sedate me and make me feel good about life. I know forgiveness is a big piece for you about believing that that really is an important aspect in people's lives. It frees you, you know? I mean, otherwise, you want to be bitter and resentful your whole life, go ahead. Right. Uh, but I've learned. I mean, there are people who have really hurt me um, financially and in other ways when they promise you everything will be okay, I'll take care of everything, and then you never hear from them again. And I've learned if I'm going to get up miserable and unhappy every day because of that, what the hell good is that going to do me? So I tell people to become a love warrior. When people are driving you nuts, say, I love you. Is there anything you want to close with? Anything you want me but to just to remind people, there are no coincidences. To follow your heart. When you have a decision to make, don't say, what do I think I ought to do? Say, what feels right for me? So follow your heart. Then you will meet the people who create the, your future life. I love it. And follow your heart is a good closing for the show. And you can find Bernie, just Bernie Siegel. And, and what's your website? Do you have a website or something? Yeah, BernieSiegelMD.com. S-I-E-G-E-L. BernieSiegelMD.com. Thanks, everybody, for watching this show. Bernie, thank you for being on. You're an amazing person. And hope is real. It is real, Bernie. And thank you so much for spending your life dedicated for helping people find hope after loss. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to the show today. And Heidi and I, and I'm sure Bernie want to remind you, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. 
You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.